Coming up, we'll tell you everything you need to know to get the most out of Disney's FastPass Plus, including the experiences of those who've actually done it. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 691 for the week of March 25th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Let the experts at Dreams plan all the details of your Walt Disney World vacation, including making your FastPass Plus arrangements, dining arrangements, and much, much more. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles. (laughs) (laughs) We're having some some technical issues back in the production nook. Uh, Kathy Whirling. There you go. Back in the production nook, associate producers Craig Williams and Sean Thompson, along with our producer, Dustin West, who's having a nervous breakdown, I think. Um, uh, this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, this episode we are talking about Fast Pass Plus. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had asked everyone to send in their experiences with. Uh, <laughs> if you only knew what was. The best part is Pete's <laughs> eyes. Did you see the maneuver? Did you see it? The maneuver. The maneuver. You know, and I thought I was Craig hallucinating. Is crawling, Craig, <laughs> is literally, Craig is literally crawling around on the floor right now. Um, but like th- throwing himself along the floor. That was an illusion. I it's thought like, I was high on citrus oh, magic. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> All right. Anyway, a few weeks ago, we asked people to send in emails to, uh, telling us about their experience. With FastPass Plus, obviously this is a major topic and has been for quite a while on Disboards.com. And one of the things I had noticed was that, you know, there was a lot of negativity um, uh, regarding FastPass Plus being shared on the board. Something which I've noticed has actually calmed down in the last week or so. Uh, when I was taking a look, every week I take, kind of take a look and see what the top threads are on the board. Just to kind of get an idea of what people are talking about. And uh, this past week was the first week in a long time where FastPass Plus didn't dominate like six of the top ten threats. Yeah. Um, started seeing some other things coming up, which was kind of nice. Um, but, um, you know, one of the things I had noticed was that, you know, people before their trip, there was a lot of negativity. And again, I want to be really clear because some people got upset with me. I am not saying that if you have a negative impression of FastPass Plus that you're wrong. Um, I think your opinion is completely valid. Um, my point was that people who uh, were coming back from their trips were reporting kind of a different experience. And this is exactly what we saw in the emails that we got, people who had actually experienced it. And i got to be honest with you. We had a hard time finding all that many emails where people were upset with this. There were some, and we're, we're going to include them in this segment. But the vast majority of people seemed either okay with it or very happy with it. And we're going to talk some about that in a little bit. But first, for those who are not uh, completely familiar with FastPass Plus, we thought we'd just kind of give a little primer um, as to what it is. It's been a little over a year since Disney announced the details of it. And uh, obviously, people have quite a bit uh, to say about it. Um, We did talk about this. Uh, for the first time on our, I think it was our second live show, yeah, February 13th. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page so you can find it. Or just go back into the archives or on YouTube. But uh, we did talk about it last year. So it's kind of timely, I think, that about a year later, we're taking a look at what, uh, you know, what people are saying about it now, now that people have had a chance to experience it. Um, the first thing I want to do is point out, uh, point everybody to a post on the theme parks board that was posted by Mesa Boy, which is a uh, complete breakdown of everything with FastPass Plus. I have a link to that in the show notes page, uh, disunplug.com, so you can find it easily. Uh, this is a great, great thread, 
and uh, I did borrow some of the information off of that for this segment, so I want to give him full credit for that. And uh, uh, just some bullet points as to FastPass Plus for those who may not be familiar with it or completely uh, knowledgeable about it. Uh, FastPass Plus is has replaced the regular FastPass um, of old. It is free with your park ticket. You don't have to pay extra right now uh, for FastPass Plus. And Disney has not said they're going to charge for it, but there have been rumors going around. You can receive up to three FastPass Plus per day and no more at this point. But uh, based on some surveys that Disney has been taking of guests in the park, they are obviously considering making some changes to that, which we've always heard, but just wondering when that's actually going to happen. You must use all three Fast Passes in the same park. No park hopping is allowed with Fast Pass Plus. This is one of the big bones of contention that people have with this. can only be used for different attractions. You cannot get more than one Fast Pass Plus for any attraction, uh, for the same attraction, on the same day. So you can't you know, get three Fast Passes for Splash Mountain. You can get a, spa- a Fast Pass today for Splash Mountain and a Fast Pass tomorrow for Splash Mountain, but you can't do uh, th- the same attraction multiple times right. in one day. Um, you can book your Fast Pass Plus up to 60 days in advance only if you have a reservation at a Disney-owned resort. Annual pass holders without a resort reservation can reserve Fast Pass Plus up to 30 days in advance for a maximum of seven days. Once booked, you can change them up and uh, up to and including on the day you arrive in the park. And this was actually has been one of the things people have really liked being able to, you know, change them, you know, based on how their day is going. Because you're making, you know, people are saying that, you know, I have to plan out every attraction I'm going to hit, you know, two months in advance. And what happens if I change my mind? <clears throat> A lot of people reporting, especially people who are coming back recently. Um, are reporting that it worked really well for them being able to kind of change up at the last minute. Um, if you are not staying at a Disney-owned resort, and this includes at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin because they are not part of the FastPass Plus system uh, at this point, uh, if you are staying off property or at the Swan Dolphin, you can only obtain your Fast Passes on the day you arrive at the park by going to one of the FastPass Plus kiosks. They're located in several places in each park, but please keep in mind that lines for these kiosks can be very, very long. Um, I know the day that, uh, one of the days I was in Epcot a few weeks ago, um, the kiosk uh, in in Future World, the line was, that line had to be at least 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just snaking around and around. I mean, it was crazy. And there's, like you said, there's several of them set up throughout the parks and the locations of what used to be the, the fast pass distribution locations for the attractions. So, you know, like um, wherever those old machines used to be, now there's there's kiosks. And so these lines are developing in places that you wouldn't expect because um, it's not just for that attraction that you're getting the fast pass. It's for anything that you want to do, whether it's in that park or in another park. Anything you want to do on those kiosks, you can. So those those lines are really developing, especially, like you said, for, for off-property guests that uh, don't have the opportunity to have that My Disney experience in advance. Exactly. I don't mean to get ahead, but have you noticed how fast they move or how people are... Um, there are, I, I will tell you this, I wasn't really noticing how fast those lines move, but I noticed that they had a ton of cast members oh stationed gosh. at these uh, places, answering a lot of questions, because a lot of people are just kind of walking into the park, have no idea what this is about. Each- Does anyone here use those kiosks? Mm-hmm. Are they Kathy's. easy to use? Pardon me? Are They're, they easy yes, to use? Yes, you just... Um, they like scan your magic band. <laughs> they scan your magic band, and then you can do whatever you want to do. And if you're going with somebody, because like I went with Katie, who who did wasn't able to do that, and they were able to move our times around so that we could do an attraction. But you find it's fairly intuitive. It's something yes. that anyone could go up and work. Yes. Cool. But yes. like Pete said, they do have several cast members right. stationed there to help you through every step of the way. Because one to. of the things that you know, I I thought about was that, you know, I think about my mom, who's 83. My father. And, you know, what if my mom wanted to take her grandkids, her great-grandkids to, well, she took her grandkids, they're all, you know, <laughs> old, older. Um, and I know a couple of them are watching right now. That was not a plug, that was not a dig. Um, but if it took her great-grandkids, you know, what would my mother do? You know, she would be, you know, completely 
completely lost. But I will say that, you know, we did uh, stop at one kiosk um, just to kind of see at the Magic Kingdom, just to kind of see how, how it worked and what it was like. And I got to tell you, we had a wonderful cast member who also happened to be uh, uh, a viewer, listener right. to the show. Didn't tell us that until the very end, so I felt kind of stupid. But, uh, you know, um, the uh, I, I tell you, it was, it was very easy. Although I was having, and we're going to talk about this in a little bit too, I was having consistent problems with the app um, in terms of FastPass Plus. In changing or canceling any of my FastPasses, um, it was crapping out. I'm, I'm not kidding. Nine times out of ten, it didn't work. Um, and even this cast member, when he tried to do it, it didn't work. He had to go in. He went into some special back-end place that only cast members have access to, and he was able to do it there. But I will tell you, the cast members that I've interacted with at these kiosks, very, very, very helpful. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I cannot imagine that these people have an easy job uh, because – there are many things about the rollout of this, I think, that Disney has not done well. Can you imagine working that? You're in a hot, sweaty environment filled with tourists, and you're troubleshooting a website you had nothing to do with? Yeah, <laughs> basically. I've had cast members who had trouble getting Wi-Fi connections when they were trying to do the um, FastPass Plus. But I would also suggest walking a little further into the park. Don't go to the first kiosk. Like in Magic Kingdom, you can go to, um, what is it, the Town Hall Theater. You That's can go where in we there. went, yeah. Um, if you go back to Heritage House, back by the Hall of Presidents, it's usually just a walk-in. Right. Like, so that was one of the things I was going to mention about this was that the first kiosk in the park is the busiest one, mm-hmm. and there are several of them throughout the park. Go past that first one and find one of the other ones deeper in the park, and you're not going to have that kind of wait. Right. But of course, you know, a lot of people go in not knowing that, and they see the first mm-hmm. kiosk and they stop, and you have these. Uh, you have these really long, uh, really long lines. Um, in uh, <clears throat> now, there are uh, at Epcot and Hollywood Studios, the uh, FastPass Plus is on a tier system. Um, it's a two-tier system. You can select one FastPass for a tier one attraction and two FastPasses for tier two attractions. At Epcot, the tier one attractions are Soren, Maelstrom, Illuminations, and the character Meet and Greet. And uh, not Test Track, right? For which one? For, in, in Epcot? No, Test Track's Tier 1. T- is it Tier 1? Okay. Yeah. Um, at Hollywood Studio, uh, Tier 1 attractions are Rock and Roller Coaster, Beauty and the Beast Stage Show, <laughs> Fantasmic, and Toy Story Mania. Why Beauty and the Beast Stage Show? Is it really I, that popular? No, I think what it is is because you have these these show times, these specific show times, Um because you have specific show times, they want to they want to set that up, and just like Fantasmic, um, the shows they're bringing in as, as tier one because I don't know. I think they want they want more well rounded options, not necessarily just um, the the big rides, you know. And they've got to offer something tier one for maybe the families or, or people that can't get on thrill rides and oh. stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. like a capacity kind of thing. They they need to be able to offer people choices. Yeah. And uh, now on uh, the thread I mentioned earlier, Mesa, Mesa, Mesa Boy's thread, uh, he has a great list of uh, the attractions and what he suggests is the priority you should use to, you know, which ones you should really use these FastPass Plus uh, uh, on and which ones you shouldn't. So, again, link to that in the show notes page, com. Please check that thread out. It is incredibly valuable if you want some guidance on using this. Um for the FastPass Plus process, you select the day in the park you want to visit. You choose, uh, if you're going to Epcot or Hollywood Studios, um, you choose what Tier 1 and Tier 2 attractions you want. And I think we have some screenshots, actually, for those watching. Um, and uh, you then ask to prioritize the order that you would like to experience these attractions in. And uh, once you do all that, once you select your attractions and... Give them, kind of say, you know, I want this, you know, this is my most important attraction, this is my second and third, uh, then what it does is the system gives you what, it's, what it calls its best match. Um, you also have three other options there, option one, two, and three, that you can choose from. Um, you're not married to this. This is just kind of the system suggesting what 
you know it thinks is best based on the information it has. You can go in and change all of these right after you do it. You can go in and say, now, I don't want to do test track at 9.50. I want to do it in the afternoon. And it will help you move them around. Uh, sometimes, you know, it all depends on what's available. Um, but you can go in and, and change these things up. You're not locked in or married uh, to this. Now, generally speaking, I have found on a PC, on my desktop, this process works fairly well. Um, I haven't had many problems with it. I've been able to book many fast passes and change them. It's once we get to that app, then I've, I've had problems. And here's my thing. Any system this important that relies on Disney's web strategy is flawed from the start. <laughs> yeah. It was, there were going to be problems with this no matter what because we've all experienced the problems with Disney's websites. And this relies so heavily on Disney's website to work. It's, it, it's, and it doesn't work a lot. I would say on the PC, it was just last week I wanted to go to Magic Kingdom or something, and I went in to pick my Fast Pass, and it went, oh, there's no ticket associated with your account. Well, it's been in there for months, and I tried everything, and I tried to associate it again, link it again, and it went, no, 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 it's all, there's already one here. And it's like, okay, yeah. this is weird. And I went, okay, then I'll just wait till tomorrow. And I went the next day, and it worked perfectly. So I would say to people, if you're having a problem one day, and this is, you know, you've got 60 days to do this, try it the next day before you start calling tech support. Because sometimes it's just the website that day just doesn't want to work. Exactly. So um, I want to talk about, you know, with the basics kind of out of the way, I want to talk about some of the experiences people have had um, in the uh, in the parks. It, have we lost Teresa? That's what I was checking. I think I think she's coming back right now, maybe. I'm not, I'm not positive. Oh, they, they, there she is. I'll wait to switch until she's back, though. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Um we got uh, we we got a lot. We we received over two hundred emails. It's crazy <laughs> um, of people with, who've you know experienced this. And one of the first things I noticed, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, people that have traveled recently, like in the last couple of months, much better experiences, much fewer problems mm-hmm. than people who were traveling toward the end of last year, um, which tells me that you know the system is getting better. Um, and I mentioned earlier that Disney was surveying guests. One of our uh, one of our listeners wrote in and said that uh, what they were asking uh, in terms of Fast Pass Plus, what they were surveying people about, uh, they were asking you to choose from three options that you thought you would like, allowing you to hold three Fast Passes as you do now, and after they are all used, you get a fourth revolving pass that you can use at any attraction that has availability. Since it's revolving, you would be able to use it over and over again. Once you went on a run, you know, used it, it would be, be available for you to book something else. The second option was allow you to always hold three passes. So as soon as you use one, you can get another one to take its place. Personally, that's the one I would I would. So get. you can always have three in your pocket. You, always have, you can always have three. As soon as one is used, you can, you can make a, a, a fast pass for, you can get a fast pass for another attraction. Or uh, the third option, allow you to hold three passes as they do now. And then at 1 p.m., you would get a fourth pass. Not sure if that would be a revolving one or not, but that was the other. That was the other option. The, the second one sounds most like what the uh, the original Fast Pass system was like. You know, you could have one at a time, basically, and um, you know, once a certain time rolled around, you could have another. And that's the one you said that you liked having three. I like the idea of just having three revolving Fast Passes. Yeah. So you get to pick three. And then as soon as you use one, another one becomes available. I like that idea. I think that of the three of those, that's the one that makes the most sense to me. What about you guys, you think? I I still sort of have a problem with that when you see, you know, like before with Fast Passes, you know, there were certain rides that had the Fast Pass option. But I might not want to ride that ride or I would just walk up in the line. And now there's long lines in the Fast Pass line and the regular line. It's like they've created more of a, a weight at some of these attractions mm-hmm. no you no know question. and even some of the lesser attractions will use figment 
you know, how often did you usually see a line in figment? And now there's a line in figment because there's a fast pass for it. Well, I mean, a line in figment means it's like a five minute wait. Right. No, I've seen a line like out the door at figment and it's like, that's okay. the people leaving, running away. <laughs> but it's like, really, you know, okay, I'm one of the few people on the planet that want to go to Figment, and now I'm waiting in the line. I'm waiting in a line where I never had to wait in a line. She's going to cover herself in gasoline and set herself on fire. <laughs> open her shirt. I like how she made it all about herself. I'm going to take... Congratulations. <laughs> I have a question. I read most of these emails as they were come in. They came in. A lot of them came in at the same time, and none of them are just short blurbs. They're no, extensive. They, were all they really gave a lot, they of, gave a lot of information. I'm going to be the devil's advocate, and the people that are writing into our show are people that listen to our show and are planners. They know how to work Disney's system. I have to take the idea of what about the person who doesn't do that? What about the person who decides they're going to go to the park and doesn't listen to our show and doesn't go on the boards and doesn't go to the Disney website and obsessively plan over this? I find this confusing. And I, you talked about your mom. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad, you know what they would have said to me? I don't want to go. I guess part of the problem, though, is we can't canvas those people. We don't know because we don't have access to Yeah, it's hard for me to ask. I guess what I was saying then is I imagine there's another group out there that we don't have access to that is looking at each other and going, I have to stand in line to stand in line? I found a – I was going to go from the devil's advocate, and I found a – there was a thread on the Diz, and it's called A Fitting Quote for the Current WDW, and this was written by Doc. D-O-C-K. This is, I thought this was interesting from Shark Tank's Mark Cuban uh, and his thoughts good. today on the NFL. It's seeming, it seems fitting in how it relates to my recent thoughts on WDW. So the conclusion Cuban wrote, this is, you know, he's talking about the NFL, but think about it as being Disney. It's the same thing I tell my businesses and would tell every business. You shouldn't try to get every last second of a person's attention or every last penny that you can squeeze from them. There is a big difference between optimizing the relationship you have with your customers and maximizing short-term revenue. Building customers for life is about building relationships and anticipating customer wants and needs. Customers, fans, advertisers know when they are being pushed. They know when they're being squeezed. It always ends up costing the business in the end. Yeah. I think there's a lot to that. I really do. I I guess that's kind of – all right. I can only talk about me because I'm just me. If I was new to this, if this same apparatus was in something else I was doing, I would not invest this much time in it. I would pick something else to do. I would go someplace else. This is too much investment for me to go and ride Pirates of the Caribbean. It's too big a time investment. Well, it's also, you know, to keep in mind that, you know, FastPass Plus isn't a requirement. Um, it's not like you have to do FastPass Plus. You can, I mean, you are going to wait on lines. You know, right now we can absolutely see that some of these lines are longer than they used to be. Um, but some of them aren't. Some of them for Space Mountain and some of the larger attractions, are. they've always been long lines. That kind of goes with it. That was the mm-hmm. case before FastPass ever came onto the scene, let alone FastPass Plus. That's a reality. Uh, crowds are a reality. And, yes, it is more crowded now that it has been in years past. Disney marketing has done a great job. Well, isn't that also <laughs> one of the, the plans of this, that they can get more people into the park because they'll have better crowd control and better ride control? This is going to track all that and move people in the right direction? Well, I think it, remains so to be just, se- I think it still remains to be seen whether or not that will be the impact of this. Um, I, it's I think it's too early. their statement. They never came out and said the idea is to get more people in the park. I think we assume that that's the logical step. I think, to that quote, Disney might be thinking, though, that they're doing the right thing. They might be thinking that this is something that will enhance people's experience if they didn't weren't able to get on these rides in the past. Oh, yeah, I agree with that to a point. But you know Disney's not just doing it to enhance no, our... Not. Well, and, and also let's keep in mind, too, that Disney also anticipated they would spend about a billion dollars on this whole uh, next-generation system that they put in place uh that number is now approaching from what we understand two billion dollars um so there was a lot they didn't take into account i get the feeling that on some of this 
they, you know, these are guys in Burbank making decisions, not talking to people on the ground. Because, I'm sorry, there are an awful lot of frustrated cast members in the park right now because of this. A lot of frustrated cast members. But, again, I'm willing to say personally, and we'll talk about my experience and Dustin's experience a few weeks ago in the parks. I'm willing to say give them some time on this um, because it's, it's getting better. It's getting better. Like I said, you know, the comments of people who were there at the end of last year versus the people who have been there the last couple of months, the tone is very different. Um, I can certainly speak as a cast member who worked at attractions that had the original Fast Pass in it. That was hard enough, you know, kind of creating creating that magic for people, being able to have the time to create that magic for people and still have a lot of complaints. You know, I didn't make my ride time. Am I allowed in? I don't understand Fast Pass. I can only imagine what those cast members have on their hands now. Right, I exactly. I also say, you know, this is, we're, again, we're talking about diehard Disney fans. There are listeners. There's the people who follow us on the show. What about the person who spent a, their once-in-a-lifetime trip was when this wasn't working so well? I feel for those people Absolutely, also. of course. So I think moving forward, there's a lot of people who are going to find this, this maximization, ma- maxim. You know what I mean? Of your experience, maximizing your experience to be very confusing. Well, I think it's I like think any, we're going to lose a lot of people. I, I, but I think that's true in at any destination. If you're not going to spend time researching and planning, you're probably not going to have as full an experience as you would if you had. So you know, I've never, somebody's never been to New York City before. If you haven't spent some time doing serious research about what's available mm-hmm. and what times and what the situations are and what shows you want to see and what restaurants you want to eat at, if you just show up and want to have an existential experience, you can do that, but you're going to miss some stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like take responsibility for the fact that you chose not to plan. Disney World is not a place where no planning works well. Right. Now, if you, are, if you are a veteran, if you are somebody who's been at Disney 25 times and you're done doing that planning and you just kind of want to go have that existential experience, you already know what's there. So you kind of know what to expect. So I understand what you're saying. But, you know, if you're not going to invest the time on a vacation like this just to plan, at least on some level, and do some research, then, you know, I can only have so much pity for you. Um, It's not, you know, and our audience are people who, at least on some degree, to some degree, are are planners. Um, Some common issues and comments came up in these emails that I just kind of wanted to bullet point here. Uh, a lot of comments about people liking the ability to be able to change their FastPass Pluses on the fly. Um, I certainly liked that. I certainly liked, you know, making, you know, because when we did our little staycation, um, we did it about a week in advance. We didn't, you know, yeah. we didn't do six months out or, you know, so this was all very, very last minute. And I didn't book any fast passes other than doing it the night before or the morning of. I think a prime example of that is if you were in Epcot and you got there around 10 or 11, and let's say Soren is still available on the old FastPass system, you get your ticket and you're locked in for quite a while before you can even get your next FastPass. Now, with this, you can get Soren, but you can also decide, ah, you know what, our plans are changing. I don't want to do that and find something else. And your day is a little more flexible than having that paper when, ticket and saying exactly when you can get your next one. When the app works. Right. When the app works. Um, the number of fast passes, the lack of a park hopping option, and the tier system were consistent complaints we saw coming in from people. Um, now, I also want to make a point of letting everybody know that all of the emails we received, we have put together and staged on the Diz for people to read through. Um, and uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com, so you can find that. Um, and this is what people, you know, these are, we took out anything personally identifiable, we took out their email addresses, just left their experiences, so that people can read through this. And I thought that would be a good way to kind of, kind of cut through some of the noise on the boards and give people just, we didn't edit these, for their content at all. We just took out anything personally identifiable and the email address and put the emails up so that people can read just what other, what, you know what we got in. Right. Um, uh, many people said they found the system very convenient and very easy to use. Um, so I, I was surprised at how many people said that. Um, I was expecting, I was actually kind of expecting a little bit of the opposite. Um, 
There were several people who commented about getting to the park at opening, hitting rides before the crowds, and then scheduling their Fast Pass Plus options for later in the day. And that this seemed to work out really well That's for them. That's what we've done, yeah. And uh, there's also a topic on the boards. Well, again, we'll have a link to all of this in the show notes page. Uh, it was entitled, We've Been Doing Disney All Wrong. This is somebody who, you know, kind of s- s- discovered this this system of being there at Rope Drop. And, you know, if you're going to do the commando thing, kind of hitting those, you know, big attractions, the things you really want to hit early in the morning before the crowd start, and then scheduling your fast passes for later in the day. Um, but by contrast to that, one listener pointed out that on her trip over Christmas, being able to get fast passes in advance for the major attractions without having to be at the park first thing in the morning, because that's what you used to have to do mm-hmm. on the old system. You had to be there at rope drop if you wanted to get the big ones on busy days. Um, but having the option on Christmas Day to not do that um, meant that she was able to sleep in. And that, that was another phrase that came up several times in these emails, being able to sleep in, <laughs> not having to rush around the park, yeah. crisscross the park. Because the fast pass strategy before this, there was, you know, you had a runner yeah. who, mm-hmm. you know, took everybody's ticket and ran to the different attract, you know, ran to the attraction and got it. And, you know, now that 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 doesn't exist anymore. Now you can kind of do it from home. You can do it on your phone. And a lot of people finding that sleep in. Yeah. Um, option uh, a good that one. part appeals to me <laughs> yeah. that, that reminds me i i kind of posed this question just into the ether um and see what you guys think you know um i'm wondering how you know you're talking about a runner taking the whole family's fast passes to the machines and getting them for the day while you know everybody else is having breakfast or whatever i'm thinking about these uh these tour groups these guided tour groups that you know maybe whether it be a brazilian tour group or anything like that what they would do is they would send that one tour guide with a stack of like 50 tickets to get the fast. I wonder how they're, they're doing this kind of stuff now. I wonder That'd if be interesting. Yeah. There was a, how are they able to organize with that those many, large groups? Yeah. Uh, my Disney experience profiles. That's going to be crazy. Some, there was a, a thread on the Diz. I think there was a couple threads on there actually that for some of the uh, bigger tour groups, they weren't offering them magic bands. Hmm. If huh. they went through groups, and then there was somebody else that said that there's 75 members of a band that is coming, and she has volunteered as a band parent to arrange the 75 pass. God bless her. And she's wow. and they're like, well, how could you do that for 75 people? And she's there like, you know, six or seven people in a group would go to this one and that one, and like she's broken those 75 people up. Wow. But I haven't Gosh, heard, but like a couple people have said. Yeah, you did yeah. a chalkboard and like all kinds of <laughs> yeah, strategy <definitely>. sessions. <laughs> yeah, the groups wasn't offering a magic band. Now that may change or... The little table where you push the soldiers around with a stick <laughs> during the war. Now, obviously, one of the things that we've all heard and been hearing and I've seen, uh, I think we've all seen to some degree, are the fact that attractions, as we were just talking about, attractions that used to have... You know, you know, consistently short lines or no lines all of a sudden now have a 40-minute wait. Yeah. It is a little off-putting to be going over to Pirates, you know, on a day and time where it shouldn't be that busy and the wait, the standby wait's an hour. Um, even the Fast Pass return lines now are, it's not like the walk-on it used to be. We had a few uh, experiences where it was, but it was definitely not walk on we waited in some kind of line not an hour but you know line the 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 lines are now longer Mm -hmm. it's just a reality of it right now and i think you know rather than rail against it and shake your fist at it i think this is one of the things if you're going to go to disney world you just got to accept it and know it in advance the lines are longer even during the off times off season the lines are going to be longer um one of the emails that stuck out to me um, was somebody who had uh, done a trip with no prior planning, as we were talking about before. Uh, they write, we were in Disney from March 2nd to March 10th, just a few weeks ago. There were six of us, me, my wife, uh, my four-year-old son, my mom, my dad, and my grandmother. With the exception of two dining reservations, we did not plan anything at all beforehand. Uh, with a mother in a wheelchair and a four-year-old, we did not plan ahead as we were limited by what their moods 
were going to be and how they felt physically. I really enjoyed FastPass Plus. Most days I did not try and make FastPass reservations until either the night before or the morning of on the bus on the way to the parks. Uh, FastPass Plus mixed with early park arrival actually worked out perfectly for us. We used it for the things that we aren't willing to wait in long lines for. For example, my son got to meet Rapunzel and over nine days they were able to ride he was able to ride the Tomorrowland Speedway uh, four times. Or not, uh, yeah, four times. Uh, there were definitely hiccups. Our account got duplicated. Um, but after a five-minute call, it was quickly fixed. Other times, the app didn't work. And it never worked for him on dining reservations. Uh, there's definitely room for improvement, but it enhanced our trip and did not hinder it in any way. Um, this is kind of the experience I think Dustin and I had a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we have a screenshot of my iPhone and what it looked like. For most of the week, trying to do anything with FastPass. It said, we're sorry, we are having difficulties processing your request. Please try again. Like every time. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm not exaggerating when I say nine times out of ten, this was the error that came up. Now, sometimes I thought maybe it was a network issue. So I would switch off of LTE onto uh, Disney's Wi-Fi. I always carry a, uh, either a MiFi device or I have a phone that I can tether to, so I tried that. Um, and it, didn't, it wasn't a network issue. It was a Disney's computer issue. Um, this, to me, is the weakest link in the chain. This relies too heavily on Disney's, uh, on Disney's web strategy, mm-hmm. which has been flawed for years. It con- continues to be flawed. Um, I think it has gotten better in recent months. But it's still not there yet. And that's something to keep in mind. Now, what was funny was one of the phones I carry, because I carry multiple phones. Um, one of the phones I carry is a Nokia 1520. It's a Windows 8 phone. Now, there is no My Disney Experience app for Windows 8, because yeah. there are basically no apps for Windows 8. <laughs> but um, this is, I, I meant to bring it in here with me, but I, I didn't. This is a big phone. This is a, almost like a phablet. Um, it's a very, very large screen. For, Fabulous for, tablet. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just mean Is that, that really what that means? No. It means phone. It's like, uh, it's not bigger than a phone, smaller than a tablet. They call them phablets. P-H, not F. Oh. Yeah. Um, but it's got, it's got this great screen. It's got a, a really nice size screen, and it's got Internet Explorer on it. It's a Windows phone. And going to the My Disney Experience webpage, which formats for mobile, very nicely, I might add. Um, every time the iPhone or the Android app would crap out, giving me that error message, I was able to go on to the Windows phone, not using the app, going right to their website, and I'd say seven out of ten times was able to make the huh. changes I need to make doing that. So there's wow. a certainly simplified things. I know, I know. Their, their browser version tends to work better than the their browser app version. version tends to work better than the app does. Uh, is was my experience. Also, a lot of people complaining about the speed of Wi-Fi. If you have AT&T, do not use Wi-Fi in the parks. Use your LTE. It is literally about 10 times faster uh, and much, much more reliable. I found the speeds using Wi-Fi in the parks very slow. LTE is screaming fast now that they put the boosters all around the parks. Um, and everywhere, I mean, in attractions, in places where it used to be dead zones, we were getting, I was getting amazing, amazing speeds yeah. uh, on uh, just AT&T cellular network. Um, the ones I feel sorry for are some of the reports that people have spent a lot of time at their resort trying to get their tickets length, like the tickets aren't in there. And people are saying they spent, you know, five, six hours. I feel bad for those people because now, you know, they're, they're at their resort or they're at guest relations or whatever. They're not in the parks enjoying the park. Well, one of the emails I'm going to read uh, in a little bit that came in this morning from a Canadian listener <laughs> talked about how, you know, on all their trips, they always kind of, res- you know, uh, uh, relied on uh, the lobby concierge to help with, you know, dining reservations and things like that. And every time she went to lobby concierge to do anything, there was like a 20 minute line because people were having trouble. Mm. With either their tickets not being associated or their magic bands not opening their door or some other, you know, charging privileges not being on their magic bands, things like that. Um, Like I said, you know, we kind of planned our little staycation um, about a week before we left. Um, 
And I, apparently the days of Le Cellier being difficult to get are gone uh, because <clears throat> I could have eaten at Le Cellier every day I was on property. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I have dinner reservations with my mom for tomorrow. Um, was able to get them last minute. I was able, this I got lucky with, I was able to get Be Our Guest dinner reservations three days in advance. Wow. And I think I was just right place, right time, but I was able to get it. Um, of course, if you are a Disney Resort guest, you have the option to eat at Be Our Guest for lunch. You can make a fast pass for Be Our Guest. Um, it's, uh, I, I didn't write down the, the yeah, URL there's... for it, uh, but we'll put it on the show notes page. Um, this does not count towards your three fast passes. And embarrassingly enough, I didn't know this existed. Apparently, this has been going on since like August. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this existed. I was surprised by this. Um, and you have two choices to make this fast pass for Be Our Guest. <clears throat> you can go direct to table or you can do an expedited arrival. Um, with direct to, uh, direct to table, you select your arrival time at the restaurant for the day you choose. And then you actually select the meal items you want for lunch. And we're showing a screenshot for those watching now. Um, I mean, you can, you know, your soups, entrees, beverages, desserts, kids' meals. It even has the nutritional content of everything on the, on the menu, which is very telling how much, how fattening and how high the calories are in some of this food. Um, but you can go ahead and select your entire menu, get to the restaurant, go right to your table, and they just, they know what you ordered, and they bring the food to your table. It's fabulous. If you don't want to do that, you can do the expedited arrival which just you know, is making basically a reservation for the restaurant. You can also add the menu, you know, make your menu choices there as well if you want, but you don't have to. So you just select the time that you want to go. But if you're a Disney Resort guest for lunch at Be Our Guest, you can, uh, you can do this, which I thought was really pretty, uh, really pretty cool. Um, and like I said, I was embarrassed that I didn't know this existed. Did, do you guys know? I did. Well, we knew it because... Agents were sharing that information mm-hmm. back and forth. This actually brings up a question I had while you were talking about it. You know, obviously we know because our agents are sharing information and they're informing our clients. What about the person who just calls up to make a reservation? Are they being told about FastPass Plus? Are they being no. told how this stuff works? I don't know. I don't have firsthand experience with that. No. Do you think the average person who just calls up and says, I want to make a resort reservation? You need to have a fast pass. Plus. I doubt very seriously they're letting their their floor agents at uh, Central Reservation spend that much time on the phone stepping people through Fast Pass Plus. I really doubt it. I think they're relying on email and mail communication. You know the packets you get in the mail and the emails that Disney sends you. Um, I think they're relying on that to teach people about it. But I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll give a plug for Dreams Unlimited, uh, which you know, for full disclosure, John and I are part owners in Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, but our agents, you know, they take care of that for you. They take care of your FastPass Plus arrangements. They take care of your dining arrangements. They go in and manage your My Disney experience, so it's all in your app. Of course, they're consulting with you as they're doing it. They're not just, like, guessing at what you want. but um, <laughs> Randomly putting them somewhere. You're all going to see BR, or the Beauty and the Beast show. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, you know, as with all the uh, Disney-centric travel agencies, um, you know, there's no additional charge for that. Uh, you know, Dreams gets its money from Disney on its commission. It's the same price you'd pay Disney. So this is just having somebody help you with this. And I think, you know, FastPass Plus is actually, you know, FastPass Plus, my, my, my Magic Plus and all this has actually been a really good thing for our business because a lot of people don't want to um, be bothered Going or at the very least, are, are confused by it. And right. need to have that person to bounce ideas off of and ask questions of and get the most updated information. Right. So, um, you know, we, I wanted to make sure that we included some not so magical experiences with this. One listener wrote that we traveled to Walt Disney World October 27th through November 2nd. It's the first trip for my daughters, and we went with a group of six, four adults, one child, and one infant. We are DVC members, and in our party, we had two annual passes, three seven-day park hoppers, and five Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party tickets. This was going to be a nightmare from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say our experience with FastPass Plus was very hit and miss. 
I'm a planner when I visit Disney. For example, we're traveling again in September 2014, and I already have our park day scheduled on my calendar, as well as, know, as, well as knowing where we'd like to go, get our ADRs and Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique reservations. Uh, when setting up our My Magic Plus accounts for my mom and myself and our other family members, got crossed under my mother's account, and it caused lots of confusion. Um, also attempted to link my parents' annual passes and our park, park hoppers and uh, Halloween party tickets to our accounts. I would say over the course of six months, I probably spent close to 20 hours on the phone with technical support yeah. trying to fix our accounts. Uh, as for making FastPass Plus selections online before we left, found the selection process very easy and were able to make selections for our entire party. Once we arrived in Disney, we experienced many problems. The tickets would disassociate from the accounts, from the Magic Bands, removing the ability to use FastPass Plus, the number of people we saw send emails saying they had to whip out their phones and show the cast member, I have a FastPass Plus, because it wasn't registering on the band. Um, saw a number like this, now, a number of emails like this. And I know you guys picked up at some emails that stuck out to you. So, John, what did you... I have a couple, very, very long, so I don't want to read... Uh, right, we got to kind of bullet point right, these. Right, try to get through everyone, every single line of everyone. Are we saying who they're from, or are we just reading? You can if you want. All right, this is from uh, TJ Frey. And she has a very good experience with FastPass Plus. Um, she thought it worked much better than she expected, all the good things. Now, here's her downside. I actually went and tried to find people who had negative experiences, and it was tough right. from her responses. So she said, um, ex- again, had a really good time, got all the things she wanted. Um, the iPhone app was a little clunky, but everything else worked really well. And she says, however, on the downside, I honestly didn't like did not like having to plan my park touring so far in advance. Prior to our trip, I found myself planning more than I typically do with needing to schedule ride reservations in advance. I felt like we couldn't necessarily, quote, go on, go with the flow as much as we could in the past and more concerned that this will be the case going forward when the removal of a legacy for fast pass, meaning that the tickets, which are all gone. Uh, the other frustration thing with FastPass Plus was making reservations in Epcot the studios was not tiered for us. It seemed that all of the attractions worth getting a Fast Pass Plus reservation for were in the first tier. Sorry, I don't feel the need to get a Fast Pass Plus reservation for Captain EO, Turtle Talk, or Figment. Sorry, Cap. <laughs> I finally settled on Soren, Mission Space, and Spaceship Earth, but only really needed the Fast Pass Plus for Soren. We'll be back in Orlando over Thanksgiving, and hopefully we'll have a positive experience with the system. Um, I also noticed that at most of the sit-down restaurants, the servers preferred us to pay with the Key to the World card as opposed to the Magic Bands. So I think this speaks a little bit to what Kevin says. You know, there are people who don't want to plan so far in advance, and, and you feel forced to. No, you see, here's the thing. Here's the th- This was kind of one of the revelations for me a few weeks ago with this, because we didn't. We didn't, you know, like I said, it was a very last-minute thing, and that's what I wanted, because I wanted to see what it was like. To try and get these reservations, I got to be honest with you. We had an amazing time. We had an amazing time. Yes, I went in knowing that because I didn't make certain things, certain reservations months in advance, that I had to be flexible in terms of what was available. So rather than saying I must have this restaurant, I went in and said, "Let me see what's available, and take a look. These are the options that are available to me right now, and which one would you know? Which one would sounds good? Which one would be would be nice?" Because I'll be honest with you, I don't know six months from now what restaurant yeah. I'm going to want to eat in. So knowing that, yeah, there, there's... You, if you're not, if you're going to go into planning a trip like this, saying I must have this experience, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, you are going to be disappointed at some point. That you're setting yourself the, up. That, you're setting yourself up. That could lead to some of the negativity on the boards because on the boards. There are people right. who have lists of must-dos. Well, I think the point of this was that she felt that she had to do this because of what she was anticipating FastPass Plus to be. She felt, I had to do this planning in advance or else I wouldn't have gotten the time, the good vacation that I wanted to experience. Right. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people. A lot of people have an anxiety over the fact that my vacation won't be as good if I don't get on it first thing 60 days right. in advance and get the things that I want for my family. As I said, I, I'm going to Europe. If I had to do this for any of the cities that I'm going to in Europe, I would say never mind. 
So I think, having the exp- I think having the experiences that people are coming back and saying, listen, it's not as bad as we thought. Right. Things are better than we think. I'm able to change things on the fly. I'm able That's to true. get an extra fast pass. I think that helps people understand that take away the anxiety of this. Right. And that's why I wanted to kind of cull all these emails together and make them available for people to hear in a very concise format from people who have been and done this. Not a lot of the speculation, not a lot of the what if or, you know, a lot of the negativity. Um, Although, like I said, there are some emails in there that are definitely not positive with FastPass. But, you know, it's all information. We're not telling you what to do. We're saying, you know, we're trying to make the information available so that people can make an informed choice on their own. Can I read something from an email since I'm the, like, Disney geek? Sure. the she first, says that like she's special. Yeah. Well, so you she's know what the I mean. Disney geek because no one else in the room is? No, right, no, 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 exactly. no, no. You so know you, what I mean. Have you seen? Like it's it's my, like what you would expect to hear me this, say. This is a room in my house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I win. No, I'm kidding. The first two times I went to the park, and I don't have the person's name because this was off the website. Um, I went to the parks. I did not use FastPass, and on my first visit, the original FastPass did not exist. All three of my visits are still three of the best experiences of my life. Truly magical experiences made possible not because of FastPass, but because of the cast members, because of the attention to detail, not attention to detail because of the magic that you feel just stepping foot into Walt Disney World. I will never forget the first time I saw the castle at the end of Main Street or the second or tenth times, regardless of what happens with Fast Pass. You can go to the theme parks on the most crowded day without Fast Pass and not get on any of the attractions, but that feeling makes the whole day seem worth it. The memories I have of all my trips are the little moments. The smell as I walked into All-Star Sports Food Court. The Cake Castle. The music from the 25th anniversary parade. Seeing people in costume at Mickey's Not So Scary. When we are paying almost $100 to get into the park, we are not paying for fast passes. We are not paying to ride the rides or see the parades. We are paying for these moments, for the chance to be a young child dreaming of princesses and pirates and reliving well, the Teresa's magic Teresa's about again. to go. You know, I mean, that, that, you know, when I read that, it's like, okay, yes, I, I you know, bitch and moan about some of this stuff. And then I read that and went, yes, you know what? That is what it's still all about. What does the All-Star Sports smell like? <laughs> I was wondering, too. Feet and cheese. It smells like uh, FDR. It smells like FDR. FDR. People like that aren't walking around with all their phones out and trying to do their well, you know, but You know, one of the, one of the things that, that struck me kind of going around a few weeks ago was that, you know, I was just kind of really enjoying, you know, being with my friends, mm-hmm. being in the parks, right. you know, um, you know, we would have a fast pass with something. Like, yeah, I'm not in the mood to do that, so I'd cancel it when the app would work. Um, and just, you know, we were very flexible about it. We wasn't. We must do this. We must do this. And a lot of the emails that we that that I that I, that I read were people who've always toured Commando, who were talking about how nice it was to feel like you didn't have to. And I think there are two types of commando touring people. People that do it because they feel they have to and people that do it because they want to. And I think FastPass Plus for the people who have done it because they felt they had to is a blessing. I think for people who have done it because they felt they enjoyed it, it's a curse. Um, you know, and look, planning, planning a Disney vacation for me prior to moving down here especially, that was half the fun. I mean, I love the planning part. That was fun. It wasn't work. It was fun planning the vacation. It was fun discovering, oh, hey, I didn't realize we could do that. Um, why do you think this site and this show and those boards are so popular? Um, we have such a huge audience because people want to know and find out and learn. Um, and I think for a lot of people, and I'll guess virtually every person watching me or listening to me right now falls into this category. You love the planning process. Um, and you enjoy it. It's, part, it's half the fun. You know, I used to say I, I, I had two modes. I was either in Disney World or planning a trip to Disney World. There was nothing else. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I still enjoy that. I still enjoy, you know, even if it's a short-term trip, I still enjoy making some plans and saying, hey, I, 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 I like that. But I also go into it saying, especially if I'm doing it on short notice, I go into it saying, I mean, I get everything I want. And that's okay. Because it doesn't have to be a checklist. You don't have to go on vacation with a checklist. Um, 
And I think some of that has been lost on some people, that you're with your family, you're with your friends. You're in this amazing space. Fast Pass Plus hasn't changed the fact that when I walk on the main street and see that castle, I have an emotional, uh, emotional response to that. It doesn't change the fact that when I go and ride Haunted Mansion, there is this sense of nostalgia for me or pirates. It doesn't change the fact that I love having walking around World Showcase and stopping to have dinner or lunch. You know, tomorrow I'm going to spend, you know, a, a, you know, it's a ritual every year with my mother. We go around for Flower and Garden and we have a nice dinner. Um, you know, Fast Pass Plus doesn't change what that feels like. And why are people forgetting that? Why are people forgetting about that? Where's that in your commando plan? Why, is that, why does that seem to get thrown out? Because I think the people that are bitching the loudest are the people that have forgotten that aspect of this. Like, like I said a few weeks ago, when I think back to trips I took 15 and 20 years ago, I don't think about what rides I got on. I think about who I was there with. And that's what some of this is, is you know, look, I'm not saying Fast Pass Plus doesn't have its issues. I'm not saying magic bands don't have their issues. But is it really worth throwing the baby out with the bathwater the way some people are? And that's why I wanted to do this segment. And that's why I wanted to ask for these emails and put them, put them up. Because the people who are planning their trips and are getting worried and getting scared off in some cases from planning a trip because I wanted them to hear from people who have done it. I wanted them to hear from people who have experienced it and what their thoughts and issues were and what worked and what, what didn't work so that you're working with a little less hyperbole and a little more fact. That's all I ask anybody to do is do your research. I'm not telling you what to think. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you just simply do your research, make up your own mind. But make it based on facts, not speculation. Um, I think Disney's going to continue to improve and adjust based on feedback like they have with every single thing they've ever done. Mm-hmm. Anybody that thinks that we have seen the do-all, end-all of FastPass Plus at this point is just wrong. It will change. Sometimes for the better, sometimes maybe not. But it will change, and it will change based on feedback. If you've got a problem with something, make sure Disney knows it. Email them. Post on the boards. Trust me, they read it. Trust me, they read it. But The only thing different with this than what you're saying is this sort of separates people. When you stay at a Disney park, other than early <coughs> morning hours, extra magic hours, there was no separation. You all had, you could book your reservations 160 days in advance. Fast pass runners were a great equalizer. If you didn't have somebody that ran, you didn't get the fast pass at 11 o'clock in the morning. This now starts to separate the people going to Disney. I don't th- agree. I think it gives just people a lot more options. I think that it's, starting, how they want to, it's uh, starting to be for the people who are off property, though. There's annual pass holders now are having options, DVC members. Right. Up until recently, though. And if you're staying on Disney property, you can make reservations even further up. This has sort of started to classify people as far as I'm concerned. And you know what? Please understand. I, I don't. I would. I don't know that I've had a fast pass in the last ten years. So, whatever legacy that it was, I that wasn't the way I went. That's never the way we've been on. If you walked up and you could get on, we'd get on. I live in a different world. Right. I live here. So I just. I think what you're saying is absolutely one hundred percent true. Disney's always put out things and then sort of tweaked them as they went. I just think this sort of. I see this sort of starting to separate people, that there are different, different levels of access. I, I, I think that is for right now. This is still in a testing phase. I don't think they're going to keep uh, excluding people who are off-site. Um, I think they are going to give more perks to people who stay on-site, um, as they always have. They've always done that. There are always advantages and perks to staying on-site versus off-site. Disney's always done that. I think they're going to continue to do that with this. How and in what format, I don't know. Whether or not they'll do something with, we talked before about deluxe resorts or moderate resorts, I don't know. But Disney, I think, will continue to make a delineation between on-site guests and off-site guests. Um, and, they, and in my opinion, as a business, that's exactly what they should do. Um, but I think right now it's just in the testing phase. I don't think they're going to forever eliminate off-site guests. But... You know, again, it's 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 morphing. 
they have spent, like I said, you know, from what we're hearing, it's approaching $2 billion on this. It can't fail. It can't fail. They're going to change it as much as they have to to make it a wild success because they have to. Because they can't take the write-off on this. They can't go backwards now. They can't turn around and say, oops, this was a mistake. FastPass Plus is with us. If you love Disney and you want to go to Disney World, it's time to embrace that. It's not going anywhere. We can bitch and moan until the cows come home. And we are not going to ever change the fact that FastPass Plus is a part of our reality now. Yes, and for some people, they'll say, you know, they'll, they may not come back. Um, I think those are the same people who say that because the ticket prices went up, we're not going again. And those are the people who are buying the tickets next week. So I don't know how accurate that is. I think people are frustrated, and I think they have a right to be frustrated. I think people are concerned, and they have a right to be concerned. But I think that they're going to go anyway. I think they're going to go anyway, and I think Disney knows they're going to go anyway. So we'll see how Disney changes this. We'll see what tweaks and adjustments they make um, over the course of the next six to nine months. We're hearing a lot of things are supposed to happen around the summer frame and the fall frame. We'll see. But right now, got a lot of interesting information from people who have actually done it. Over 200 emails available now for you to read on our site. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page disunplugged.com and that is going to do it for our segment on fast pass plus we hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the dis unplugged thanks for being with us everyone and remember stay out of the damn lakes have a good week everybody bye-bye